and gentlemen it's seven o'clock on a saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mccain and i'm not hello folks it's the other guy on the other podcast here john hogue and stacy has been known to blog at the other you can find my good friend john hogue's blogging at hogue wash.com and do we have yes, our good friend diana with yes, us she is uh, allegedly if i can believe the <laughs> i'm here if i sound a little foggy uh froggy it's because the uh pollen is dropping it's uh, the oak leaves are dropping and so is the pollen and, and, and oh. it's a completely different pollen from the California live oaks. Oh, it's all, I am absolutely, you should hear, you should have heard me this morning. I sounded, my voice was deeper than my husband's. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, 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 you uh, sound like you have a nice alto voice as it is. <laughs> uh, well, folks, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, scrub the effing, uh, agenda. We're going with Ukraine first. Ooh. Uh, no, let's yes, get, we let's... are. Yes, we are. We're going with Ukraine until further notice. Okay, I just all right. Your, I just turned off your microphone. We're 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 Ukraine, uh, folks. We're uh, all Ukraine. We're we're believe we're we're going to be saying lots of things about Ukraine. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I um, was uh, as we were getting ready to go to air, I was translating tweets uh, mm-hmm. from Ukrainian sources because uh, this has been the problem all week mm-hmm. um, is that our news people are more interested in in uh, having politicians and I'm go- we're going to get into this having politicians talk and saying well mm-hmm. uh, NATO is doing this and the United Nations Security Council that huh. blah 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 I'm like what's going on in the damn war okay that's what I am trying to figure out and it appears <clears throat> this evening uh, the latest news that I was just trying to uh, figure out on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. is that an oil depot about mm-hmm. 40 miles southwest of downtown Kiev mm-hmm. uh, is on fire. Uh, yep. There was fighting r- reported today in this town called Vashil. Uh, help me with this one. Uh, I'd have to be looking at the word. Vasilkiv, 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 Vasilkiv. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, anyways, there is a, an air base there, and also mm-hmm. a fuel depot. There was fighting mm-hmm. reported there 
apparently the Russian paratroopers uh, were dropped in there, and and mm -hmm. this is south. This is south southwest of mm -hmm. uh, Kiev. Now mm -hmm. they've they've. The big fight this week that I have been watching all week is northwest of of Kiev. Mm -hmm. um, oh, what's the name of this airport? Help me. Gostomel. Gostomel. Okay. See, I'm having trouble pronouncing these things, and I'm 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 like translating Cyrillic. In it's not to... easy. I'm oh. sorry. The little Cyrillic gives me a headache even now. <laughs> You well, studied it was, it, Russian, didn't you? I did, and badly. Um, I and I have. Um, I think I've thankfully forgotten about the vast majority of it. Well, the thing is, is with uh, Cyrillic, uh, it depends on how many other alphabets you know. Mm -hmm. See, I studied. I studied Greek first, and that really has messed me up with Cyrillic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, uh, uh, Cyrillic looks like Greek. Well, say mm. Cyril. No, Saint, Saint Cyril was uh, really uh, Greek speaking, trying to come up with something that uh, for to translate the Bible for the Slavs, and mm -hmm. the problem the problem is, well, the problem is is that he really wasn't a linguist. No, uh, and, no, he wasn't. And 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 so uh, I mean, just if you try to recite the alphabet in Greek, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing you know. Yeah, recite the the Russian alphabet for us, Diana. I mean, you know. No, I can't. It's been <laughs> I mean, too many years, and I'm sorry, but I I it give like I said, I've forgotten it. But that I that think on purpose. <laughs> that le that letter, okay. But that letter that looks like a B, that is the second letter of the alphabet in Cyrillic, not B. is 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 ve. <laughs> Yes, it's the okay. So. It, it gets it's messy, but I will tell you this: I did take the trouble when a sign came up on a Twitter uh, feed that uh, was in uh, Ukrainian. Well, and I sat there and I said, "Okay." So I pulled out my old dictionary and I'm looking at it and I said, "Oh my God, you guys are brilliant." Um, the signs read, a, an arrow pointing in one direction read, F-U. The arrow pointing in another direction on the road said, F-U. And the road back to, that pointed back to Russia read, well, it, it really translated to you, to Russia, uh, F, F off. Yeah. Well, in other words, uh... go back to Russia and, and F yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking, you know, uh, the thing is, is that uh, this fight that developed at Gostamel, mm -hmm. um, uh, on the very first day, a CNN crew, uh, a, a guy with a, a reporter goes up and, and he says, he goes up and he, he encounters a checkpoint with troops and he, mm -hmm. he says, I, you know, and he tells them, I'm trying to find out what's going on out here. Are the Russians here? And the guy says, we're the Russians. We are the Russians. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and, <laughs> Looking and, at him and, like he's an idiot, and, which he and, is because that was Russian camo. <laughs> Right, and, and so the well, he's just a reporter. What does he know? Anyway, oh, the um, the red, white, and blue flags on their arm patches were kind of a tip off. Kind yeah. of a dead giveaway. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, the 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 situation on the ground is confusing, and yes, uh, but there is a tweet in Ukrainian at Hogwash this week. Oh, boy. that basically says, I think it translated to English says, "I think so, brain," but at least there were no mean tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, this, that, uh, but we're not even going to get into Biden yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, um, you know what, let's just skip over the, our better section because I really don't want to have to talk about the, Harry, we'll, we'll Harry get to, we'll Megan. get to there after we get to the halfway point, we may talk about some other things, but no, I, I, I want to talk about what's going on over there and mm-hmm. the difficulty of trying to figure it out, okay, mm. because it's apparent that the Russians, first of all, uh, landed one of their very first day operations was to this landing at Gostomel. Mm-hmm. I was able to, uh, apparently, it was uh, about 150 paratroopers, uh, roughly a company, mm-hmm. Uh, a company size detail, and they took it, and it was reported uh, that you know. It, and this is another thing you're having to watch out. You're, it's propaganda battles. The yeah. Ukrainians claimed that they had quote unquote destroyed the Russians there. Well, it became apparent that this was not true. When on the next day, you had uh, <laughs> helicopters flying in very low, obviously mm-hmm. dropping in. Uh, uh, more troops, and so, mm-hmm. so the question is not necessarily, you know, are the Russians holding this? But apparently they did. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, obviously this airbase with Russians there is denied to use to the air force. Now they've hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this town south of Kiev? Uh, which one? Um, the one I talked about where the fuel... Oh, 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 Velekiev. Velekiev, whatever. Okay, uh, this town 40, 40 miles <laughs> south of Kiev is apparently the site of another airborne operation. Um, that that And so now well, this is a second air base near Kiev. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been lost, effectively lost uh, to the Ukraines. Uh, here's something I'd like to point out. Um, that was a vast fuel depot. And mm-hmm. if the Ukrainians have man- have blown it, they've blown it to deny the, the uh, Russians, sorry, I almost said Soviets, um, deny the enough. Russians the fuel because the Russians are having already logistical problems because Russia. Um, and I, um, I'm hearing, I'm not sure if this is true or not. Um, this is coming out of the Estonian, uh, a former Estonian defense minister and intelligent who has a background in intelligence that um, Russia, if, if Ukraine can hold out for 10 days, Russia's in trouble. They don't have enough fuel. They don't have enough money. They don't have enough ammo. Yeah, uh, I was. We'll get to that specifically. I, oh, okay. I, I did it. I did a brief post uh, about that as we as we go through this. We'll t- talk a little mm-hmm. more about it. But I want to talk more about the problem Stacy's having about getting uh, truthful information. Okay. Um, and a lot of it has to. Do, I'm going to give you an example of how the fog of war 
occurs. I was involved in an operation in Southeast Asia. Uh, I won't say which country in Southeast Asia. <laughs> I was involved in a, a, an operation in Southeast Asia about just over 50 years ago. And uh, the small group of uh, people I was engaged in uh, with uh, managed to destroy three trucks and a bulldozer that had been parked in a, in a, under some camouflage. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, since we were in control of the uh, air assets in that area, there were several other people who uh, were uh, involved in the, the larger operation. And basically, if you've been flying in combat, you don't want to have to bring your bombs back to base. You want to get at least no. be able to dump them someplace. And so uh, various other units... Uh, called us up on the radio and say, hey, you know, we haven't found a target. We're running out of fuel. We need to get rid of our ordinance. Can we just use your target? So, yeah, fine. So I was reading the operational reports uh, the next day, and between uh, Army and Air Force units, there were in the area we were operating uh, 15 trucks and and, uh, and uh, five bulldozers destroyed. Oh, Okay, and 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 that's the kind. Well, that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of uh, of fog that happens, and not necessarily trying to deceive anybody. So you know, and uh, you're seeing also. But the interesting thing that you're you're seeing that you didn't see uh, 50 years ago in terms of coverage is uh, what uh, people are recording on their iPhones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a, a video of a couple of uh, uh, Russian armored personnel carriers uh, uh, being served Molotov cocktails. Uh, yep, and uh, you know you didn't see, you didn't see that kind of uh, stuff. Uh, you didn't mm-hmm. see you didn't see lots of pictures of dead soldiers. Yeah, no. and you even you, the you, other side. No. There I'd was, rather well, not look at dead people if I could help it. But, well, but, okay. but, but but there were but he, there were well. First of all, there was a certain respect for the dead. Even you know, uh, mm-hmm. even the VC for us and us for the, the VC in the North East. And you're not seeing that between the Ukrainians and the Russians. Well, it's a they're, different they're, culture, they're, but they're, well, they first of all, there's a different culture, but but there is a culture with respect for the dead, but not for each other. Yeah. And so, and, and so the bitterness of what's going on here is, mm-hmm. is, is compounding yeah. the thing. I am thinking that Putin may have underestimated that. By the way, I just saw uh, the EU and the US have actually decided to exclude Russia from SWIFT, S-W-I-F-T. That's, that is the automated dollar-denominated bank tr- transfer yes, system I know, around, but around it's, the world. But for it's the important. Recession. Yes, because it means you can't pay for Russian gasoline in dollars now. And yep. Well, it, that assumes that they have, in fact, uh, completely cut off Russia and there aren't uh, some banks left. But yes, uh, kicking them out of SWIFT means there's no way to pay uh, for uh, their... It's uh, an information thing as much as anything else, yeah. But what I mean, but that you, the, the, that's how you do a dollar-denominated bank transfer in... Mm-hmm. 
oil is uh, sold in dollars. Usually a do- yeah, it's a usually dollar denominated. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, I don't know how you buy uh, uh, other than at a gas pump in Europe. I don't know how you pay for gasoline w- with euros. Me neither. <laughs> uh, so, you know, th- this this is this cuts off the bulk of the f- money that funds uh, the uh, Russian armed forces. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's if it's if, if it's real, and yep. let, let's just skip ahead to my thing about logistics. Okay, go. Um, basically, um, logistics. I, what is this called? Uh, this is the Russia versus uh, ah, Ukraine. Thank you. Post. Um, yeah, I've got no idea how this war will turn out in the end, Mm-mm. but given the tenacity that the Ukrainians are showing. Um, mm-hmm. how deep is Russian stockpile of ammunition and other essential war material? They, and, I'm hearing and, 10 days, and, and I'm thinking that may be optimistic at well, this point. Well, can Russia and industry uh, keep up with the Army's demands for supplies? And the, no. answer, the answer is, I doubt that they can keep up with the manufacture of small arms ammunition. Uh, I don't think they can. I don't. And I'm really sure they can't. Okay. You saw the, uh, have you seen the videos of the, uh, the Moldovan chemical tanker and the Japanese uh, tanker that got, or a a supply ship? Well, or for that matter, the, uh, the Turkish warship that got hit. Yeah. You've seen those. Okay. Mm. Those rockets that they were hit with though, Rod was, or my husband was uh, looking at that. He's a lot, he knows more about munitions than I do, or at least munitions of that size. And he said, those are good sized rockets probably fired uh, with no line of sight. And those, by the way, are probably not in great supply. No, they're not. And and, and the other thing is, Russia, in so far, has been using. Well, I mean, they've used a lot of their current small arms and that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. a lot of the the missiles they've been using, they've been using mm-hmm. up uh, uh, old Soviet stocks. Well, the question is, what new stocks do they have? They're just That's now. A good question. They're just now. I mean, they have multiple uh, rocket launch systems like we uh, do, but they're just mm-hmm. now bringing them up. Um, they, didn't, they, the, didn't, they didn't expect to need them. And now well, they're here's them the up. problem. The, this is an, okay, this is a complex operation. I am not a soldier. I am not a military expert, but I know, I read my Clausewitz. In war, the simplest things are hard. And doing three separate prongs to the invasion um, it looks really impressive at first, but what it really means is that you have three separate logistics pipelines right. to, trains. to keep maintained. You, yeah, logistics trains. And I, I yeah. pointed this out before. One of the things that and you're right. <laughs> one of the things that I was was emphasized to me time and again in my training as an army officer is amateur study strategy, professional study logistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and and you know my 
interest in in war uh, what i've always I, I i'm more of a tactics guy okay I, I i am really interested in the uh battlefield tactics and in my post about the gostamel airfield and and how mm-hmm. crucial this battle is i talked about the the basic uh strategy of harassment mm-hmm. uh the tactic uh, the harassment tactics. Uh, if you've seen, if you've seen the movie <laughs> War Games, where the mm-hmm. Wolverines they 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 strike convoys. Okay, and, mm-hmm. and this is the thing: is that you, okay, the armor rolls through. You mm-hmm. lay low. Okay, you wait for the soft targets to come up. Mm-hmm. You know the supply trucks and stuff like that. And Troop then, carriers. you know, you, you get, you mine the road, um, you know, you wait, you know, until you hit, you don't want to hit the lead truck in the column, uh, but, but the second truck or the, to cut the column in half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Small arms fire and mortars, you know, mm-hmm. and you've zeroed in your mortars before they ever showed up. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so, so you hit the point you hit and run. You know, shoot and scoot, okay, mm-hmm. and and you know, and you've got your your retreat path all figured out before you ever do something like this, and mm-hmm. you know, if you duplicate this, a, a relatively small group of of partisan guerrillas, whatever you're going to call them, um, can 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 do this so that. Uh, you know, you you create problems, and you were talking mm-hmm. about logistics, mm-hmm. but uh, this is essentially what uh, cavalry used to do. The cavalry mm-hmm. was very good at get if you can get around in the enemy's rear and, and have fun. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You can you can create all sorts of problems to supply mm-hmm. every man in that army. The Russian invading army is going to need about three pounds of food a day. Okay, mm-hmm. so that means that um, for uh, 700 men, which is about a battalion, right? That's a, little, mm. a little short, but yeah. Yeah, okay, a, short, a, but... a light battalion of 700 men will need a ton of food a day. Well, they, a need, other, more. they, they need other stuff. They need ammunition. They need medical Ammo. supplies. They need everything else. They so need they, gas. It, they it, need it, gas. It, they aren't. They don't have gas. <laughs> a, co- a, com- a company size unit in the field requires, at a minimum, about two to two and a half tons of food, ammunition, and other stuff a day to be brought mm-hmm. along with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and so, uh, you know, one of the things that you're seeing, if you're if you're you know following this, is that bridges are being blown up. Okay, along, you know, that um, as a matter of fact, there was a story of one soldier who sacrificed his life to detonate Mm -hmm. the uh, uh, mines on the bridge. Bridges are being blown up because that, you know, of course, impedes vehicular traffic. Now, you can (laughs) you can take, uh, you know, you can cross infantry in uh, boats, but. Uh, you, can move, you can move them in helicopters. Then what do you do about their artillery? And, yeah, and other things. Artillery is really or does, likes roads or their food. 
like I said, mm-hmm. you know, a, 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 a an MI eight helicopter or, uh, will carry a squad of men, and then mm-hmm. it, you need three or four more to carry what it takes to sustain them. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. It, 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 the problems multiply, and uh, uh, the the lead post right now on, on my blog, theothermccain.com, is called "What a Real President Looks Like," and yeah, and. The headline uh, from um, um, uh, from Breitbart is, I'm still here. Ukraine yeah. President Zelensky defies Biden administration call for him to flee Kiev. Okay. Now, he recorded a video showing himself in downtown Kiev and posted it uh, to his Twitter account, because that's how you communicate nowadays. Mm-hmm. Zelensky's video came just hours after the Associated Press reported that the administration of U.S. President Joe Biden had called on Zelensky to evacuate this city, according to the news agency, citing a senior American intelligence official with direct knowledge of the conversation the Ukrainian president replied by saying, the fight is here. I need ammunition, <laughs> not a ride. And, uh, well, but, you know, there's another thing here, though, about the logistics. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember the way we have conducted uh, our recent wars, uh, we kind of hit real hard, real fast, uh, the shock and awe approach. Um, and even in, well, let's give it, let's give it for example, Afghanistan, right? Mm-hmm. When we decided that we, we wanted to have the Bagram air base, we paratroopers took it, mm-hmm. right? But it, uh, it wasn't a company size drop. Well, it, no, the drop, it was not. It was, we dropped the, uh, an entire battalion of the 75th Rangers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now the Russians just don't have the capacity to, no. I mean, one of, one of the reasons why they've only uh, committed a third of the forces they've arrayed is what can they move? And now eventually they may, eventually they may be able to grind things down, but they're going to wind up, if they do, they're going to wind up in the situ- same situation that the Red Army was in, in 1945. Yes. The Red Army. The, okay, you got to remember, Ukraine welcomed the Germans in 1941 as liberators. Uh, that's that's a great, to not a great, entirely accurate, but okay. But to, to to a great extent, to the extent that first of all, a lot of Ukrainians joined the uh, Bandera. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, joined uh, joined uh, uh, the the Germans, uh, and mm-hmm. you had. You had the Red Army trying to mop up partisans into the 1950s. Yep. Uh, and you got to remember, big swaths of Ukraine are heavily forested. Now, and the it, swamps. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, it's it's not a good place. It's it's a great place to hide from, uh, from mm-hmm. an organized uh, military. Yep. Uh, so- one of the uh, one of the the great truths, and and this has been this was one of the things that our civil war uh, found out and was further proven in 
uh, World War One is that modern weapons favor the defense. Okay, uh, very heavily, um, and so so to and and especially when you get into a situation, and this has been true of every every war since. Uh, uh, you know that we've had since uh, Korea, at least, is that uh, uh, a guerrilla resistance, a, an insurgency like we had in Iraq, uh, is is very difficult. It, you know, mm-hmm. assuming that the population will support uh, this kind of activity. Uh, uh, dealing with a an insurgency, a resistance, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a nightmare uh, mm-hmm. for uh, traditional armies, and and so this is one thing they're dealing with here. Uh, let me quote here. Uh, this is actually quoting CNN. Uh, Britain's <laughs> minister. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Russia's invasion has not progressed as fast as Moscow would have expected. <laughs> say Western intelligence officials. Britain's Ministry of Defense said Russia has yet to gain control of Ukrainian airspace, greatly reducing the effectiveness of the Russian Air Force. Russia Mm -hmm. has also faced acute logistical difficulties and strong Ukrainian resistance, slowing Mm -hmm. the speed of the Russian advance. Uh, Yeah, well, you know... That's just the way things are. Oh, uh, you did I, notice, yeah. Uh, you did notice the other thing that is uh, that I'm very proud of the Ukrainians for. They counterpunched yes. at uh, at Mila at. Uh, sorry, let me look up that name again. Yeah. The name of the town is Ah uh, yes, Milan Milarova Rovo Milarovo in uh, Rostov uh, Oblast. Yeah, but basically, the, the, they con- conducted a, an air raid. Uh, no, they did. Um, and, it looks like they did it from the ground. It looks like they um, they uh, smuggled in some uh, rocket launchers and just rocket launched and then uh, bugged out. No, no, yes, but apparently that, but apparently they they had some air cover as well. So it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was a comb- They managed to pull off what looks like a combined arms operation. Pretty in good Russia. one too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and took out a bunch of uh, Russian aircraft. Apparently, um, yes, it but, was you know, pretty. You know that that's that's the foreigners' part of it. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about though how. Uh, uh, we have dealt with this here, but before we do that, we have to remind people that this is a for-profit operation. Stacy, <laughs> take it away. We are button. greedy capitalists, and so if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, um, euros, pesos. We don't take rubles. Yen. Yeah, yeah. We we're don't. not going to be taking any rubles this week, but whatever <laughs> currency you've got, uh, wherever you're listening, anywhere in the world, click the yellow button donate to my uh, PayPal account, and that will help to support my blog, 
help to support the podcast, and of course, to keep my wife happy. And keeping uh, Mrs. Other McCain happy is job number one, as always. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hoguash.com. Uh, there's a tip jar right there at the top of the sidebar on the right. Click on it. Be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support either Hogwash or the blog or both. Uh, or you can just be nice and give me a donation anyway. But uh, really, it would go toward the uh, the blog. Or you can shop at the Hogwash store. There's a link there you can find. And it'll take you there. You can buy all sorts of stuff branded in ways related to the blog. Or you can shop using the Amazon links that you'll find both at Hogwash and the other McCain. Uh, we both participate in the Amazon affiliate program, which is uh, we get a little cut of the action when you use those links. A good thing that Amazon does to support blogging, believe it or not. Regardless how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. So now we're going to move along to uh, the way things have been dealt with on, uh, in the United States. But before oh. you do that, before you do that, imagine, if you will, an American economy completely independent of gas and oil imports from Russia. I could do it so easily. It was just a couple years ago. Well, there's a picture of Rod Serling. Rod Serling. I love that. Allegedly saying that at home. Yeah, you know, you know, the the um, um, the people who uh, remember this, it was Zelensky, right? Mm -hmm. Zelensky was on the phone mm -hmm. with with Trump. And Trump mm -hmm. was asking him, hey, can you uh, help our, our friends find out something about this? Uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Burisma. Burisma. And the question, remember, Zelensky was elected to clean up the corruption <laughs> of which uh, Hunter Biden was part. Okay. And so, certainly. but they, they impeached Trump for that conversation. They deliver us Biden and look at what Biden has done. It's, I, I mean, everything this guy has done has been wrong. Well, first, oh, yeah. One of the wronger things he's done is uh, to send uh, the vice president off to Munich to negotiate. <laughs> uh, and we wind up oh, with my U God. We wind up with Ukraine as the 21st century Sudetenland. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, hang on a second. I'm just translating some more tweets here yeah, he just will not take his cues folks. yeah i i'm sorry i'm sorry i i, I was i he's I a just, bit obsessive you know i uh, by the way uh yeah, I do, you, has... do you remember uh the first gulf war in 91 very uh, well uh people got people who became obsessed with it were said to have uh, CNN syndrome because we were mm. watching the thing. And I became so obsessed with it. Well, I eventually had to seek treatment. I mean, I was, oh. I mean, I mean, I was glued to the tube. Man. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, Connie oh. and I were sitting there watching CNN and, and, and saw the, the initial stuff with Bernie Shaw, you know, and uh, talking about the air raid starting and it was was like okay they finally got started and then we went out and had a, uh, 
to a steak place for supper. And, you know, basically mm. no one else uh, in the place had heard that the war had started yet. So we were like brought the news. It was just mm. amazing, you know, how uh, people uh, were, I mean, they were interested, but not obsessed. So that was, mm. was a bit, but meanwhile, like I said, I, uh, I got ahead. caught in the middle of the first, of the first San Francisco huge protest. I was, uh, and as I was trying to leave the bus I was on to get home, um, I was, I, I was temping then and very dressed, very busy in a business kind of way. And, um, somebody shouted, started chanting corporate clone at me and somebody uh, else came up with the lighter and tried to light my hair. And I explained that I was a very tired corporate clone and I was not inclined to take any crap this evening. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I, well, meanwhile, we've, we've, we've wound up with uh, Ukraine so as the 21st century Sudan. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When it became clear. And by the way, um, uh, a week ago, 10 days ago, um, uh, I was still half convinced that this was all hype. Okay. Uh. That, 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 that this was the, you know, because and this is one of the problems with the, 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 our media, right? Mm -hmm. Our media has been so wrong about so many things for so long that whenever the, whatever the media reports, it's, you know, I usually assume that the opposite is actually happening. So, so when, when they started hyping up this uh, threat to Ukraine, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, what's going on here? I, I, cause it seemed impossible to me, uh, mm -hmm. that, that we would actually have what we've got here. Okay. Uh, there was, you know, I, I, the headline on my post here is Ukraine as 21st century Sudetenland. Now, uh, for those of you who did not study uh, history uh -huh. as closely as some of the rest of us is, the Sudetenland was the uh, German-speaking part of, of, um, Czech of, of Western Czechoslovakia. Uh, and, and there was a minority there and Hitler started jumping up and down claiming that the, the, the German minority in the Sudetenland was being abused and there was a lot of propaganda and stuff like that. And the, um, and so that's what led to Munich, the Munich conference where mm -hmm. uh, um, th they basically okayed Hitler to move into this region mm -hmm. Uh, in the Western Czechoslovakia. Well, there's uh, part of the problem with this is that the Western part of Czechoslovakia is the hilly part that is most defensible. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, and so eventually, of course, Hitler swallowed the whole of Czechoslovakia. And uh, if you look at a map, you see that that gave him a, a helped him get a pincers on Poland. Um, mm. But anyway, um, so, so what we were talking about before they, they launched this full-scale invasion, what they were mm. talking about was this eastern region over this, this separatist. The Donbass, yeah. The what? The Donbass, two small sections, two yeah. small yeah, the, the Donbass part of eastern Ukraine was was mm -hmm. was what we were talking about. So we were talking about 
uh, uh, what would have seemed to have been an Anschluss, if I can uh, again mm-hmm. borrow uh, terminology from the 1930s, that that um, Putin was just going to march into this eastern part. We had no idea at the time uh, mm-hmm. uh, that he was going to go for a complete war against Ukraine. But anyways, and so and I still don't understand why the heck he's doing it, because to be honest, he was going to get everything he could possibly want without going to war. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's crazy right now. Well, uh, but, and- you, but, but you look at look at his model, look at what he did with Georgia. Uh, I know, I know. He is his. I'm not saying his pattern is not to essentially tell people, "Hey, we're going to assert claims and then take you over." I, I'm not going to say that isn't so. What I don't understand here is um, they were uh, Russia is was currently in a position to keep taking these incremental steps. Mm-hmm. Now I know, I know, Vlad's. I know Vladimir is uh, 69 and looking mortality in the face. I don't care what how good shape he's in. Um, the Russian lifespan tends to be no more than about 75. Yeah, uh, they the cigarettes and whiskey have something. Uh, to do. Vodka. 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 Yeah, well, it's anyways, the, uh, the headline Ace of Spades put on this was <laughs> Putin invades Ukraine just one month after Biden gave him permission to mount a minor incursion, quote unquote, into that country. And this is, and you remember this, this is the problem mm-hmm. with having this, this dimwit as, you know, this, this adult pated nincompoop. A rutabaga. The rutabaga. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. Having Biden as our president is, is just so, because... He well, said at, that look at got, the, the speech he gave. You know, it would say, you know, that what was it, day before yesterday? Yeah. Uh, it yes. It's like what? I mean, oh, I it was stupid. It was an idiotic speech. It ignored the reality that he gave them permission. Basically, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, the only annoying. response. He, he's to, not thinking this through. I was I mean, just offended. Well, I mean, like, 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 let's pretend that the Ukrainians hold on and win. <laughs> yeah. Do you they, know, can they sue ba- Biden? <laughs> well, no, but do you, what do you think they have in terms of information about Burisma and Biden? <laughs> hey, if they didn't have, if they didn't have it before, uh, and I mean that in the politest sense of um, they might have had it, but we're going to pretend they didn't. They They're going been. to find it now. Well, well <laughs> the, the, but let's pretend that the Ukrainians lose. Oh. What's it going to be like when the FSB has that information? Oh, that's going to be fun. Um, the FSB is not going to be um, shy about sharing it with everybody. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, and I, I don't want to get into the politics here, but, but except that, as I wrote uh, on the eve of war, as we ne- now know, uh, was that the only response that Biden was was talking about was sanctions, economic mm-hmm. sanctions, and as I pointed and out, not even the serious ones. This is a policy that has 
always failed to deter aggressors ever since the League of Nations tried mm-hmm. it against Mussolini during the Abyssinian crisis. Yeah, yeah, well, on the other hand, we are going to have a new Supreme Court justice. So Biden at least has done something. Oh, you, you I don't you, care. You, uh, you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Compared to Ukraine. What do we care? Yeah. Well, well I mean, okay, okay. She likes. She thinks sex offenders are um, are treated unfairly in the judicial system. That's about what? the. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and 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 we do have all over Twitter. We've got people with tweets like, "Finally, a black person on the Supreme Court." I'm sorry. You know what is Clarence Thomas? <laughs> well, no, actually, my response was. Thurgood Marshall was unavailable yes. for comment. Well, yes, mm-hmm. since the man has passed, but yeah, Thurgood Marshall is probably it, it is probably sitting um, in the afterlife, pinching at the bridge of his nose, saying, uh, "What am I, chopped liver?" It, well, yeah, but, but you know, I'm beginning to see a pattern of failure here, and, uh. partic- and, 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 and particularly with Harris. I mean, she has. Oh. I mean, she's done even worse. Uh, handling the border security in Ukraine that she has with the south on um, our southwest. So, well, and you I know, I didn't think that was possible. You know, polls indicate that unlike the rest of America, uh, Democrats care more about the border of Ukraine than about the border of the United States. Yeah, uh, you know, most Americans- considering what's currently happening in Ukraine, that's kind of scary. <laughs> Yeah, I, I well, you know, the, the, the problem is, is that, I, I mean, the Democratic Party is broken. I mean, yes. it's, it's I, I mean, it's a garbage party. And uh, how anyone uh, could vote Democrat after what we've seen uh, uh, this past year. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I even before Biden was elected, okay, you know, I, I mean, I I couldn't believe anyone would actually vote for the son of a bitch. But after what we've <laughs> seen, are yeah. you kidding me? You know, what what is wrong with these people? I, I, I really we need a clinic. Well, <laughs> yeah, it could be. But, you know, there's all sorts of things happening over all sorts of borders. And if we go to the north. Mm. <laughs> In Canada this week, the House of Commons voted 80, 185 to 151, essentially a party line vote, uh, to confirm the Prime Minister's use of the Emergencies Act. <clears throat> but they didn't have anything in, in the thing about whether the Mounties would be swapping their red serge tunics for proper Czechist leather coats. Uh, and at that point, the matter was still before the Senate. It turns out Though, uh, I, uh, just a, a day or so later, I was uh, having a post called, I'm not making this up, you know. Justin Trudeau has announced that uh, in response to Russian activity, Canada is going to send uh, 460 soldiers, a frigate, and a patrol aircraft to Europe. Not to Ukraine, oh. but, to, but to, to Europe. And apparently, the, uh, though, the horse units will be kept uh, for domestic uh, use. <laughs> um, well, here's my question. I know he's uh, rescinded the Emergencies Act. 
has the woman who was arrested and denied bail, who is the leader of the convoy, the Freedom Convoy, has she's she been in, released with an still, apology? She's still in jail. Then uh, this has to be, then uh, I hope somebody is screaming bloody murder on her behalf. Well, there are people being very upset about it. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, though, yeah. as, as the week progressed, I, I, I had a, one, another one of my, are you pondering what I'm pondering uh, uh, sayings? I think so, brain, but why would someone be surprised that something in Canada is frozen? And apparently, <laughs> uh, apparently Canadian banks were beginning to run out of cash because of all the withdrawals. There was a run on the Canadian banking system. And Canadian assets uh, have been pulled out of Canadian banks and uh, people opening accounts across the border here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, Trudeau rescinded <laughs> the uh, thing because he couldn't afford it. Um, <laughs> and I had a post, though, uh, titled, A Low Budget Remake Flops. <laughs> Justin Trudeau's attempt to use police violence in Ottawa for a low-budget remake of the Odessa Steps has flopped. Mm. He's, uh, and when he, he basically, uh, when he pulled the thing, and the original Odessa Steps sequence, and I have a link to it uh, at Hogwash. Mm. Uh, uh, Battleship uh, Potemkin. Yeah, it's, it's, it's part of uh, a propaganda masterpiece by Sergei Sir Eisenstein, uh, uh, called Battleship Potemkin. And um, in the end, uh, it appears that Trudeau's propaganda efforts uh, actually did more to expose the, the true nature of his Potemkin village government. And for mm -hmm. those of you, I'll, I'll, I'll let Diana explain both the, the movie and the term Potemkin <laughs> village. Uh, okay. Potemkin village. Uh, what a, what's a Potemkin village? Who was Potemkin? Uh, he was Catherine the Great's prime minister, um, her fixer, her friend, her confidant, probably her lover. Well, okay, he definitely was her lover. Um, and uh, his whole thing was uh, Catherine wanted to do a tour of her territories. And um, as usual, the Russian situation was awful. Um, just trust me on this. Russian villages looked like hell. So along her, her entire route was planned and um, they would they set up these fake villages with clean, happy, well-fed villagers who would come out and cheer and give her flowers. And they th essentially this this charade was conducted all through the uh, European Russia, if you can believe it. And if you look at the size of European Russia, that's a pretty impressive uh, uh, operation. Yep. And Anyway, uh, the battleship Potemkin is the site of a mutiny that began in 1905 that sparked the 1905, well, was part of the uh, the oh, by the way, they were stationed in Odessa, um, yeah. and they were uh, they started a mutiny. Um, according to the story that everybody is told, um, because of terrible conditions of discipline, um, living conditions, and finally meat when they opened when they would open the tins, there's 
uh, all their their maggots crawling in it. Which, by the way, turn off, turn off your uh, computer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Stacy, thank you. We don't, we don't, sorry about that. that. Uh, I, it's by the way, the film is silent. Yes. Um, which is unlike part of what computer. makes this, unlike your computer, which is what part of what makes it weirdly compelling because the can, the uh, you're given a camera shot of the uh, can opening and the crawling maggots. It's really, really revolting and overpowering. Anyway, but the, but the Odessa steps sequence is, the, is yeah that it, scene. A young lady is is uh, moving her is uh, there with her little stroller. Um, a baby carriage of the traditional style, very high-sided. Um, and all of a sudden, a wave of uh, the, uh, I think of them as the Okrana, but they actually are troops, um, come spilling down these Odessa steps, which are between the city of Odessa and down to the ports to take on the mutineers on the battleship Potemkin. And she's caught in the middle and she falls and the baby carriage goes bouncing down the stairs. It never falls over. And all the while these bullets are fighting, flying and you see the baby carriage bouncing down the steps. It is, um, Robert Conquest calls it, calls it obscene. Yeah, but I mean. And, and, but and, it's a very compelling image. And well, and the, the 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 other thing is, is that at part of the way through, as people are trying to get down off out of the way at the bottom of the steps, the Tsar's uh, mm -hmm. Cossacks come uh, riding through, and riding ride, through, and, yeah, and ride them down. So that was like the extra bit of image there for me. Um, yeah, but and, the baby carriage at that point has been forgotten. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, but like I said, it it it's it's one of the. I mean, it's 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 studied in great detail in uh, mm -hmm. film schools uh, oh, yeah. and, and because it is such a powerful scene. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, though, um, let's get back to some of our more traditional stuff. And one of the things that we've dealt with from time to time, Stacy, are the turf wars. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes, uh, that uh, bloody... Uh, uh, semantic conflict uh, that has gone on and on and on. That's TERF, T-E-R-F. Yeah, T-E-R-F is a uh, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Yeah, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. It was, uh, I, it was, it's a slur. It's regarded as a slur. Um, but anyways, I, I just as the random algorithm of, of YouTube uh, brought me to Isabella Malbin's uh, Whose Body Is It channel. Now, Isabella Malbin is a radical feminist, and uh, she was interviewing activist Alex Aaron. I guess I'm pronouncing it right. Alex Aharon, whatever. Uh, she's got a British tell. accent. I have... I, 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 <laughs> trouble enough understanding her uh, but what she was doing she was updating the dangerous dichotomy facing young girls today either hypersexualize or desex altogether and he's talking about the mass psychosis of gender dysphoria and and part of what is happening out there is that uh, girls are getting the idea 
that if they're not this, you know, bombshell bimbo type, right? You know, uh-huh. uh, um, uh, real housewives type. Of, you know, in other words, that if you're not just this super sexed up bimbo, well, uh, then you're just a tragic waste of, of, of protoplasm and and life is not worth living. And so, so this is helping to, as they recoil from this pornographic imagery of, of what they should be, this pornographic ideal, which of mm. course is not ideal at all, uh, as they recoil from this, uh, this is how they get sucked into the vortex of gender dysphoria. We've talked about rapid onset gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. ROGD, um, as something that, that that they find on YouTube or whatever. And, and, you know, just in a matter of weeks, I have actually interviewed parents uh, whose daughters got sucked into this madness and, and, you know, and next thing you know, they're uh, injecting testosterone and demanding yeah. to be called Brian or whatever. Oh. And, um, and so um, anyways, but uh, what I, what I uh, wanted to point out is that um, Aaron I, I believe I'm Alex Aaron, uh, said on Twitter, it is kind of crazy that Breitbart bothered to do an in-depth feminist analysis with me of why pornography may be making young women dysphoric, but mm-hmm. no gutless so-called left-wing media outlet will pick it up. And, and <laughs> this is... And this is the strange thing is that is she was interviewed by Neil Monroe of Breitbart. I actually know Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she was interviewed and he gave Sandra. her what? Go ahead. Sorry, my cat just tried to steal. Uh, he, it, never mind. I, it's impossible to explain, but he's just <laughs> attacked the cord. Hello, cat. To the microphone. Okay, yeah, it's almost as bad as my dog. But anyways, <laughs> there, there is, you know, pointed out, and and uh, Neil Monroe of Breitbart just gave her uh, plenty of room uh, mm-hmm. to make her points about this. Now, uh, as I say, there are many topics on which Aaron and I may uh, disagree, but the connection between the online inundation of pornography and the alarming increase mm. in teenage transgenderism is not one of them. Okay, mm-hmm. and and so so the fact is, you, you know, we I was talking earlier. You can't believe a damn thing the media tells you. That it nope. has become propaganda and this is goes back to what i was griping about at the start of the show there's a war going on and i go to the media trying to find out what's going on in the war and good luck finding it there i end up having to go to ukrainian twitter accounts to figure out where the fighting's going on over there and it makes me angry because our media is not doing their job. And meanwhile, you know, things like this, you know, feminists can't get a voice talking about 
issues affecting teenage girls. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it offends the trannies. That's why. Well, ah! well, but you see, I'm angry. I want to launch a war. I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> I'm, so I'm so old that I remember when the feminists were part of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well, it's actually kind of funny, isn't it? That we've reached a point where um, the trans, where the trans exclusive radical feminists are weirdly finding themselves allied, desperately allied with conservatives. Yeah, well, and and they and they're uh, aware of the irony. Uh, uh, several of them have, have, you know, and not just over this issue, but also uh, over the uh, what's going on with the schools and COVID and the vaccines mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of women, uh, you know, from the left uh, now calling themselves politically homeless because they're looking at the mm-hmm. Democratic Party and they're going like, I can't support that bullshit. They've been black but they're afraid of the red pill <laughs> yeah well i mean i mean the thing yes that's that's a good way to say it, it is that they realize that uh, the democratic party is just you know is just broken as i said earlier tonight well, look there mm. i i can remember when i would be having a conversation with somebody on the opposite side of a political issue from me but we weren't we weren't on opposite sides because we had different goals. We had uh, we were on opposite sides of politics because we were looking at different means to achieve the same goal. Okay, mm-hmm. now the goals uh, they've not only uh, changed the goals, they've keep moving the goalposts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, the side uh, of the whiz, the goalposts whizzing away. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Speaking of uh, speaking of the uh, things that are are driving people, uh, uh, you know, out of the Democratic Party, the crime situation. Mm. Well, yeah, ah. a lot of that has to do with the fact that Stacey, crazy people are dangerous. <laughs> oh yes, and here we we come to the matter of a quote unquote Hannah Tubbs. Ah. Um. <laughs> oh boy. James Tubbs was 17 years old uh, and and homeless, by the way, uh, or, or at least so strung out on drugs that he uh, spent all his time panhandling. Well, uh, in California, in Palmdale, California, James oh. Tubbs uh, entered a women's restroom at a Denny's restroom in Palmdale, California, and uh. lay in wait. Okay. When a 10-year-old girl entered, he grabbed her by the throat. After locking the girl in a stall with him, Mr. Uh. Tubbs proceeded to shove his hand down her pants and sexually assault her. The assault went on until... Someone walked into the restroom and scared him off. He was a fugitive um, uh, for for several years until finally uh, he was apprehended. There had been a reward for him. And in the meantime, while he was on the lam from charges in uh, 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 California, uh, he... Um, 
piled up a, a, a significant criminal record, including assault with a deadly weapon, convicted, drug mm -hmm. possession and probation violations in Idaho and Washington State. Okay. And uh, when, I, when I started, this story came up on like, you know, Fox News was running at the top of every hour. And, I, and you know, I, I sort of tuned these, you know, I, I had my TV turned uh, to Fox News usually um, mm -hmm. in my office, but I keep the volume down low. And, and, and so it's kind of like behind and to my right. So I have to mm -hmm. turn and look at it. And they kept going on and on about how the DA in Los Angeles yes, uh, was soft on crime and, uh, um, and uh, uh, you know, had, had set was uh, giving this guy a slap on the wrist, put him in juvenile, even though he's 26. He's 26. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, you go on the lamb from a crime you committed when you're 17. And, and so they're going to, they were charging him as a juvenile. And, 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 uh, and, and, you know, I have found, I didn't realize how serious this crime was. You know, somebody mm -hmm. said, well, he's a sex offender. And I, and, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what, what kind of crime we're talking about here, but when I read the description of this crime, I'm like, oh, my God, did you know, I reminded my readers, that you can purchase a seven-horsepower wood chipper from Amazon via a link at my blog, by the way, and, and I'll get a commission on that. Uh, but, uh, I can, I think you may be able to think of something to do with that wood chipper, uh, including, uh, uh, what we're going to do with D.A. George Gascon. Oh, uh, roughly 97, 98% of the assistant D.A.s have given him a vote of no confidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and people are outraged. And by the way, uh, feminists are outraged because this uh, Tubbs character is claiming to be transgender. He's and, still got a beard and a penis. Well, I don't care what he's got. Uh, it, there won't be much left of him if, if certain folks get a hold of him. Because, But oh. anyways, and, and the, oh, the report says Tubbs has been diagnosed with mental illnesses and, and crazy I, people are dangerous. Yeah, crazy people are dangerous. And I hear the mm -hmm. boogie woogie piano in the background, which informs me uh, that we're coming to the close of our program, but we will be back here uh, next week, same time, seven o'clock on Saturday night with the other podcast. Thank you for joining us, Diana. Anytime. We'll <clears throat> see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good we'll night. see ya.
Christmas tree. 